Welcome back to the second half of this morning's Gone Outdoors. Kyle Agri and Scott Brewer of Brewer Agri Outdoors. Talking hunting, talking fishing, and talking anything you can do outdoors. We're back here, uh, second half of the program, and we're going to shift gears. We talked a little ice fishing here earlier on in the show, and we're going to switch gears talk about hunting. We have Foul Mouth Outfitters, Josh Sawada, Josh, uh, you're a familiar uh, personality on our show. You've been on on with us a number of different times. And it's that time of the year again. It's time to start looking south and seeing if we've got some snow geese heading our way. How have you been? Been pretty good, man. Thank you for asking. Appreciate you having me on. Well, it's great to hear from you because, as I said, that means one thing. Uh, It means those snow geese are on their march north. And, of course, with our winter or lack thereof, if you want to say it that way. Um, I'm anticipating that these geese are, are making their way further north than they normally would here at the uh, uh, mid to late February. Is that accurate? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Those birds are on the move early with this mild winter, for sure. So, Josh, you know, I, we've talked before, and, and we've talked about the fact that so often you can watch the the receding snowpack line, right? And that's an indicator mm-hmm. as we get into the spring melt where those snow geese migrations are going to be. Well, okay. we really didn't have a snowpack to even speak of this year. <laughs> so what are we looking for? How, uh, what's, what's happening out there? What's Mother Nature telling these birds? Well, you know, as fresh as uh, today, those geese are starting to move. We're hearing that they're they're already on the move, and it's just because now they've got access to that food, like you said, that that snowpack that we traditionally would have out there. We don't right now, and um, the more bodies of water that start opening up and ice that breaks up on these bodies of water, giving these birds a place to roost, gives them the opportunity to start moving north. And I know, like I said, as of today. South Dakota is starting to see that first initial push of snow geese into the area from the south. If they're starting to move through now, starting, Mm -hmm. which I think in my mind is a little bit early, but maybe it's not. How long do we have to wait till they're maybe up in North Dakota for our North Dakota listeners? And how long will they be around? Great question. So, you know, these birds, they get a full stomach in them. They've had some rest. They can go, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles in a day. So for our North Dakota listeners, would not be shocking to start hearing of birds in the next several days here showing up in southern North Dakota um, just because those birds can cover such ground in, in a short period of time. But that said, to your point, Scotty, they're not going to be around long. So if we're getting out there and we want to get out there and try and shoot some snow geese this spring season, um, it's going to be kind of the early bird gets the worm this year because when they show up, it's not going to be but a couple of weeks and those birds will push through, you know, assuming we don't get a, a major snow event here soon. And we should mention, Josh, right, that uh, in the Dakotas, South Dakota's spring light snow goose season opened on the 19th, so earlier this mm-hmm. past week. And in North Dakota, it opened on the 17th of February. Yep. So, I mean, uh, for all intents and purposes, we can have folks out hunting snow geese right now. Yes, sir. And Minnesota was on the 18th, 
Ah, so between the three states, between the three states worth of listeners within the last few days, those those birds um, have started moving and just conveniently aligned with our season's opening. So to your point, Kyle, absolutely, we could be getting out there this weekend, right now, later today, and going and finding those those uh, white devils. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and okay. So let's just uh, let's just go a little deeper with that one, Josh. If folks are interested in doing this, if they're interested in pursuing these geese. What do they need in terms of a license? What do they need in terms of uh, um, having their, you know, all, all of their geese in a row, for, for uh, lack of a better saying, um, to be able to go out and do it legally? Yeah. So each state's going to be a little bit different. So I'd re- definitely recommend the listeners go ahead and check your local regulations. But um, for the most part, it's an over-the-counter license. It's normally like 50 or 75 bucks, you know, depending on where you're at. You'll buy that early conservation snow goose license, and that will be good for, you know, your hunting license. And then you got your federal waterfowl stamp, uh, which from last year should still be good for this spring season. So um, that said, those will be the two items that you want to have on you if you're going to be going out and hunting in terms of like documentation. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So you got your license. We know mm-hmm. the geese are coming in the area here. Next question. Um, this is a little different than our fall, you know, federally regulated international yeah. type migration limits that we have on waterfowl hunting. This is, this is a little more of the wild, wild west here. You can, right. you, there's not a limit, right? In terms of, of harvest. That's correct. There's no daily limit and there's no possession limit. What we should include with that, um, I believe, is that we need to know that this is a limit, but you are obligated if you harvest that bird to take care of that bird. You leave it lay out in the field or someplace um, that's considered wanton waste, and that is against the law. You go out and you hunt, you harvest it, you're obligated to then take it home and process it, correct? 100%. If you if you come hunting with me and you end up in one of my groups, we always say if you shoot it, you eat it. Yep, that's right. Uh, but there's a lot of things you can do with snow geese, and you can make goose pastrami. You can you can make many different recipes where you eat them and prepare them whole. You can make sausage mm-hmm. out of them. I mean, there's just an endless supply of things you can do. So it's not something that is um, truly that ha- would have to be a burden. If you do harvest a lot, good for you. You've got some meat in the freezer. What else do Absolutely. folks need to know, Josh, in terms of uh, heading out here for the spring season? Anything in terms of strategy, decoying, hunting that uh, you would recommend? Absolutely. So, um, you know, if, you, if you're a guy that owns decoys, you probably got a pretty good idea of how you're going to want to run those decoys, right? So for those of you that uh, are out there, you don't have decoys, I would definitely recommend, especially with as short as this season is going to be, to try and find an outfitter. That's not something I would normally recommend. I would definitely tell you to normally go freelance. But I do really think that this is going to be a speed thing. Those birds are going to come through, and you'd much rather call somebody, get on those birds, and be hunting and shooting birds right away than spending your three-day your three day long weekend that you had off of work out just looking for birds in the Dakota. That is some great, great advice. Um I'm going to back up for just a second, Josh. What's your favorite thing to do with the snow goose in the spring if you come home with, uh, you know, a bucket full of them? Yeah. Oh, my favorite thing is to put them in the crock pot and do um, like, a, like a pulled pork style, but with the, with the breast and with the legs. 
Boy, does that sound good. Any secret recipe that you add to the crock pot when you're letting it simmer? Oh, there's there's nothing in particular that I put in there. You know, to be honest with you, I go with what my grandma did, which is uh, fill the crock pot with Coke. Mm. I'm going to let that rock and roll until you can pull it apart, and then you get that King's Hawaiian roll and your favorite BBQ sauce. It's, can't beat it. You know, and that sounds like a great, easy meal because you can have it on a weekday. You can throw it in the crock pot before you go to work, come home from work, and dinner's already made. You don't really have mm-hmm. to make it. Um, I absolutely love, 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 love using a crock pot during the week for that reason. Absolutely. Josh, uh, folks, we're talking to Josh Sawada, Follow Mouth Outfitters, talking spring snow goose hunting. If folks want to follow you, Josh, where do they go find you? Absolutely. They can find me on uh, Facebook or Instagram, Follow Mouth Outfitters, Follow, as in like the bird, F-O-W-L, right, of course. And then, of course, uh, um, J-L-S-O-W-A-D-A. That's, uh, that's my handle on Instagram. They can just message me for information or tips or anything that anybody's looking for. Thank you, Josh. We appreciate your time this morning, and you have a great season. You too, boys. Thanks so much for having me. Folks, uh, don't go away. It's been a great show so far, but we are not done. Uh, we've got one more segment ahead of us. We'll take a quick break and be back with more Gone Outdoors.